0: Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Scandline Media's 2020 Gimmick Awards. This is our Game of the Year, Extravaganza. I'm Six Detmar.
1: I'm Jennifer Uncle. I'm Kyrie Page.
0: And uh, we're here for another category. Uh, we're going to be talking about the best discovery um, this is a category that we uh, we sort of we we went back and forth on the naming with, but basically what we're trying to get at here is um, sort of games that that we didn't have expectation about coming up to. Sort of like you know people talk about best surprise and best surprise is like oh wow after all these years and all this hype, Final Fantasy Seven remakes actually good, right? And like whatever, I don't think that's that interesting to talk about. I'm more interested in in the games where you didn't know they were coming out. And then they were out, and you're like, oh, shit. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's best discovery. Um, A reminder, as our rules here are that um, we will be going for one winner and a number of runners-up that we think is appropriate. It can vary. Jen, can you read our list of nominees?
2: Sure thing. So we have Paradise Killer, Umurangi Generation, Banner of the Maid. Hard Space Shipbreaker If Found Takeshi and Hiroshi Ikenfell and Signs of the Sojourner.
0: Ikenfell too, you're not special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of games that uh I don't think any of us really knew about before before they were out and it was like, Oh wait, this is cool. So
1: Yeah. It's like it's nice to see something that has like almost no like hype cycle and then you just find you know, you just find out about it and you think it's cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to think if there's anything else we should add to this list. Hmm. Um, uh, I'm gonna add Noita. Okay. I don't think it'll win, but, you know.
1: You just want to shout That's... it out.
0: Yeah, totally. Um...
2: I'll give an honorable mention to Art of Rally, which is by the. Basically, the creators of Absolute Zen. It's a. Like that, it's a car game distilled to its most arcadey elements, but this one, it's like a alternate reality love letter to rally racing. Um it's it recreates a bunch of it recreates a bunch of classic rally cars, except gives them a cutesy name and uh paragraph long background about how they were made, like one of them's about uh keeping the coffee warm while doing sick donuts and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh yeah, there's something that's both very peaceful and demanding about the way it plays and it starts from the idea like, there was this. So, there was this type of rally racing that was so fast that eventually they could no longer do it because it was just a chaotic class. It was like, what if it never got banned and it just kept going? And it's just like this fantastical love letter to a pretty exciting sport. And it's fun to play. So, I, I like it a lot. Okay.
0: All right um but i think both noita and art of rally we're we're putting on here to acknowledge them but we also don't think they're going to be top material right
2: yeah well for art of rally specifically um i played it very very late into the year and i don't feel like i've put enough time into it to like give it top honors or anything like that
0: gotcha okay uh Kyrie- I gotta be honest with you, you're gonna have to do some work for Iconfell. Um, I put it on here, uh, because of your, um, your previous, you know, your pre- previous praise for it. And I played, uh, an hour and a half of it, and I really just didn't feel very much.
1: You know what? That's fair. Like, I also kind of fell off it, but I did wanna, like, shout it out. Um, I think I can fell. I think it succeeds in terms of like, I I think it's combat is interesting. I think it does some neat stuff. Um, but it, if it doesn't work for everybody, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, I don't know. Uh, I admittedly, I kind of fell off it a little bit. Um, I played about halfway through it and then go back to it. Um. But I still think it was at the very least like it was trying for something very sincere and mm. um, I think it succeeds on that front but um, if we don't feel strongly about it then it doesn't have to stay.
0: Okay. Um. And then also Signs of the Sojourner, I think we I I put on here um, to shout it out because I do think it was a nice it was a nice discovery. But at the end of the day, I didn't like that game all that much.
2: Yeah, it, it's trying for neat things, but uh, it's far too punishing in its mechanics to make you feel good about what you're doing. But uh, yeah, it has a good art style. I really enjoyed the music so much so that it's one of the few games where I didn't care for the game, but I bought the soundtrack because it just has some really great melodies in it mhm
1: mhm tell me about banner of the maid
0: so banner of the maid is a chinese made alternate reality uh fire emblem about like about the french revolution
1: okay <laughs>
0: Um, so, okay, what if Marie Antoinette, like, what if, what if the crown jewel of France was magic, right? And you could use it to, like, not mind control people, but to sort of push their mind in a direction, right? And so with that she's been able to for a while stave off the French Revolution because anytime people are like we should we should overthrow these fucking this fucking monarchy she's like no but you like the monarchy and they're like yes we like the monarchy um, and so France is in a state where there are a bunch of people who are like man fuck the monarchy and there are some people who are like I can't explain it but for some reason I really like the monarchy and then also Uh, There's, you know, wars with various countries, and you are playing as uh, Pauline Bonaparte, uh, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte's, uh, like, tomboy sister who's great at strategy, Uh, and everyone talks in Chinese, and I I think it's great.
2: That sounds pretty eclectic.
1: That honestly is just reminding me of that time. Remember that PSP game, Joan of Arc? Yes, I
0: have that game. Yeah. Uh, I think this is... Uh, Jean d'Arc um, ends up basically being, like, Final Fantasy Tactics, right? uh uh-huh. um, With some, you know, some some stuff. I think I am finding there's a lot of interesting stuff with the politics in uh, Banner of the Maid that I'm really enjoying, where, like, you have conversations and, you know, you you, like... You get um, offers of assistance from various factions, and like who you accept aid from, uh, it influences sort of like the, the like the political state of uh, of of France. Um, I don't know how it's all going to pay off, um, but also a lot of it is like like visual novel type, type stuff. So I could also it's not like it's going to be so hard for them to pay it off. It's not like it's going to be so crazy high budget, right? Um, it's talking portraits, so they could totally go pretty hard with this. Um, I don't know. I, I'm having a great time with it. I also uh constantly like that, like you are you are uh Napoleon's like talented little sister, but like part of the way they frame that is like, listen, when we like Napoleon being like, listen, when we play chess, you win like one out of every ten games. That's incredible. You're like, fuck off, Napoleon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 that sounds really cool.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So is the combat like Fire Emblem or Yes.
0: Okay. Yes it is. It's it's sort of like um it's Fire Emblem it is a, it is a little pushed in the um advance wars direction, but it is more Fire Emblem in Advanced wars.
1: Okay. I see. That that sounds like that sounds pretty strong uh, for saying, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, I f- I feel fairly strongly about that. I mean, Um, the other game that I feel like I played and probably nobody else here did is, uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker.
1: Yeah, what is that game? Oh, man,
0: this game owns. Um, so this is a game by the developers of the Homeworld series where you are a shipbreaker. Um, you are a, just a regular, like, working class person, um, who is drowning in debt. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the opening of the game is literally you, like, just, like, a first person at your computer getting, like, messages being like, hey, you know, you know, like, like final notice for all these bills. And you uh, go over to the, um, I forget what they're called, uh, to Lynx, I think is the company. And they're like, hey, we will buy all of your debt. So all of your debt will now be in one place. And we will bug you. You can just slowly work it off as a shipbreaker. So you will, uh, and you're like, yes, I will do this. So you 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 sign the contract, and you are shipped up to a station in orbit of Earth. You can look down and see Earth from where you are, and uh, every day you wake up in your tiny little like space station, space station like uh fucking capsule hotel. Like imagine if capsule hotel capsules were like just individually floating in orbit over Earth. Okay. It's fucking
1: terrifying. Yeah, that um, sounds terrifying.
0: And you step out, and it's like... And then you're the guy in your radar's like, alright, Cutter, I got a, you know, a Corvette-class sedan, uh, break her down for scrap, and uh, we'll pay you for... You know, you pay, you buy the ship, you buy the uh, the decommissioned Hulk of the ship, and uh, however much scrap metal and, you know, the, the warp core, and all the whatever you can salvage off of this thing, we'll pay you for. And if you do a good job and you do it fast, you will make more than the cost of the ship that you paid, And you will whittle away at your massive, massive debt incredibly slowly. However, it is a dangerous job there, Cutter. And uh, if you accidentally uh, incinerate yourself, if you get too close to the reactor and blow yourself up, uh, we will have to clone you. And cloning you is very expensive, so you'll be sinking further into debt, won't you now, Cutter? Oh, my. (laughs) It's so good.
1: (laughs) Love to have my space fantasy uh, added with the reality of uh, unbridled debt.
0: <laughs> it's it's just like, it, it it does a thing, like, because because of course you don't actually have to deal with the consequences of this debt, it does a thing with the debt that I think is really fascinating, which is that the numbers are so cartoonishly huge of how much money you owe, that it feels like like you have accepted like the 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 premise the the premise is that you will one day be free of this debt and you as the as the person are accepting i will never be free of this debt so let me just do enjoy the day to day of this like soothing job where i'm like first person using this laser to cut like pieces of metal off of a ship and send it to be melted down or like uh seeing if i can like burn out these, like, supports so the ship, like, breaks apart and I can process the frame separately from the armor. Uh, It's really, really soothing, honestly. Yeah,
2: and there's something about... uh... I I played a little bit of it, too, and there's... You can tell that it's by the people who made Homeworld because it has this fascinatingly stark industrial design to all of its ships. Like, there's not much... There's not many smooth angles. It's all very... Workman like and there's something fun about playing within a sci-fi setting that's like
0: that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like as far as like it's not on my my game of the year because it is early access and it is quite early access. Um, I think mostly its issues are like a lack of content and some like some balance concerns, right? Um, I think I think they've got some tweaking and some work to do, but as far as a discovery, as far as a thing that was just sort of popped on me out of nowhere. Uh, this was one of the nicer surprises. This is, like, for some people, they have the, um, what's that game? Like the, like the House Flipper? Oh, and yeah. And I tried that, and that's all right. This is, like, the best version of House Flipper to me. This is, like, sci-fi, like, blue-collar uh, House Flipper in a way that I find really, really nice.
1: Okay. You, you relating it to House Flipper, I liked House Flipper quite a lot, and I still hook around with that game every now and again and there is something appealing to just doing a simple job like mm-hmm. even in a virtual space
0: yeah you should play some shipbreaker i think you would really enjoy okay.
1: it. okay i'll definitely keep that in mind
2: i think i'm the only person here who played if found so i could probably explain a little bit about that one as well please do so if found is a game about uh Cassio, a uh, trans woman in the '90s, who uh, is basically going back to her um, the Irish town that she was born and raised in, and it's kind of like this intense coming of age story about uh, like making new relationships with old friends and uh, seeing how much has changed and trying your best to get your parents who are very devout, uh well, your your mother um well, even the society in this specifically small Irish town is very religious to kind of accept you and uh it's while that's going on concurrently, um a story is happening as like a framing device of a scientist who looks a lot like Cassio is doing her best to save the world from near-destruction by, like, a celestial object. And it it's a really smart framing device, despite how incongruous that sounds with everything else that's happening. They find interesting ways to tie that in together, or make it a nice backdrop to everything that's happening. And the way that you play this game is that you take your cursor or if you're on a tablet your finger and you're basically erasing the things that are on the screen to progress and you'll like erase the a daytime scene to make it night you erase different things to basically make them happen and it kind of goes along with this idea that this period is something that uh Cass- Cassio isn't entirely fond of but uh it's still something that she's working through as uh both a memory and something that she had to go through and uh hmm. yeah it's it's very like it, it's so faithful to the to the specific uh, Irish culture that uh you can play it in I think the name of the language is Gaelic.
0: Yes, Gaelic. Yeah, you
2: can play it in Gaelic. You can play the entire game like that. And characters will also just use Irish terms. And it has a small little... It'll basically define various terms for you as you go through. But uh, (laughs) it felt very much like I was stepping into the experience of someone from a different culture than mine. Like uh, just the way that they carried themselves and all that and it was a very it's, affecting story.
0: It's interesting, when is this set? Uh 1993? Yeah, Gaelic is kind of dead. Um so I mean like I'm I'm not like just as a as an interesting note, like they wouldn't be speaking Gaelic. Gaelic is only starting to have a comeback as like a like it's being pushed, but like a village of people speaking Gaelic 1993 that just wouldn't happen. Um but That's not the point. That's just sort of interesting that they would use it in that way.
2: Let me double check to make sure that that's the one that.
0: uh... I mean that it wouldn't. They wouldn't be any other language. Oh yeah, that's 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 the language of Ireland. It's just that it was so completely subsumed. And like, I'm not like I'm not trying to be like you know. Oh, this is ahistorical. It's it's interesting to try and to try and do that because there is a, a a movement to try and revive Gaelic.
2: Yeah, it's cool that they have an option to play the entire game in that language in addition to English and all the other languages they translated it into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's something that uh, meant a lot to me this year, seeing a story like this, so... I'm very happy I played through it.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I saw it and it didn't... It didn't look like something that would that would say a lot to me, but... Um... I think it sounds. It sounds like the experience you had with it is is pretty valuable and worth acknowledging on our list. Maybe
2: yeah.
0: Um, of the two that I have been pushing for here, I would probably cut Banner of the Maid over Shipbreaker. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but same. Like, mm.
0: I mean, Banner of the Maid is really unexpected. I guess is. I think. I think like. If you told me I could only play one of these games, I would probably pick Shipbreaker just because I find it really soothing and it fits a, a niche in my life. Like I have other, I have other tactics RPGs I can play, right? Right, like Joan of Arc on PSP. Right, which I yeah, look behind there it is. Um, <laughs> but this, yeah, as I say, this like. Chinese studio that that I believe until now has has been stuck making basically like like cell phone free to play games making this like fully voiced well not fully voiced but l- largely voiced uh fantasy French Revolution game is just really fascinating and I want to uh hmm
2: It's up to you. (laughs) This is hard.
0: I mean, I I guess... Part of what makes it hard is that, like... This is a category... This is a category that's the only category where these two will probably get any acknowledgement. Maybe uh, Pauline and Best New Character. Um, But, like... It's not like I can I can say like, well, I love Umurangi generation, but we knew what that was gonna be. No, that came out of nowhere. Um and I I absolutely want that on our list. Um and god damn it, I thought I was gonna hate Paradise Killer, and I did not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: can you sell me on Takeshi and Hiroshi?
1: Okay. I'll keep it short. Keep it sweet. So Takeshi and Hiroshi is a game about two brothers uh, aptly named Takeshi and Hiroshi. uh, An older brother and a younger brother. The older brother is a game developer and the younger brother is just a big fan of his. And basically the game revolves around you playing the older brother um, developing this game for your younger brother who is like has to go to the hospital a lot and has like an unknown, like, it's like anime disease. Like, they get tired a lot. It's, they don't get into the details about it. Um, mm-hmm. but it has this like really cute, um, like claim, not claymation, but like puppet style, uh, in the cutscenes, um, that help tell the story. And the story is just very cute. I found the story, um, like very simple and you know it's just about uh you know Takeshi kind of overcoming you know his own self-doubts and like realizing that he can in fact make a a decent game that his brother would like um you know getting help from his friends that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. I don't know I just found it very cute and refreshing it was short like I beat it in like one sitting um But the thing that I think that's actually kind of cool is that the gameplay of it is, like, so Takeshi is live coding this game on the fly. So you are setting up the monster encounters that uh, Hiroshi is uh, playing through. And you have to make it challenging enough that Hiroshi has a good time, but not too challenging that it gets wiped out. Mm -hmm. So it becomes this interesting balancing act of... You know, making an encounter that is fun for Hiroshi, but also isn't going to annihilate him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I just found it, it was very charming. It was dropped on the eShop, like, after one of their um, indie worlds, and I picked it up and enjoyed myself. But I think there is something more to be said about, like, you know, you seem to have a lot more weight behind these other games and I could see Takeshi and Hiroshi go I just kind of wanted to shout it out as being a charming little thing
0: okay I guess I can see Hard Space go it, it seems like that needs to happen for this list to proceed
1: okay Hard Space does seem cool and I do want to check it out because I really loved House slipper.
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm
1: Although in House Flipper, I hacked my save file to give me, like, millions of dollars, so I never had to worry about the furniture I was placing.
0: (laughs) Well, this is the nice thing, is you're never placing any furniture. All you're doing is breaking shit.
1: Great. I do love breaking down walls. (laughs) So I feel like the, Uh. the
2: two we haven't discussed yet, Paradise Killer and Umurangi Generation, actually have... A bit in common when it comes to how they spread, because it feels like both of them kind of had like a a few like a month or two of press before they released. Um, most people like I discovered both of them through various people on my Twitter feed, people who are way into indie games, being like, "Holy shit, you need to check this out!" And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually, that's spreading to. Other bigger critics who were also like, oh wow, you really do need to check these out. And at some point I checked both of them out, and they're both pretty fantastic.
0: But to your to what you were saying, I mean, they are they did get some hype, right? They did get some they weren't as much discoveries, perhaps.
2: Yeah. Like I, I feel like for both for both of them, if you weren't particularly looking around, it might have been harder to Tell that people were excited for them to come out, but there were definitely people for both of them that were like, "Hey, this is going to be coming out really soon, and you need to keep your eyes on this."
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for me, umarongi was more like I heard I heard more hype for Paradise Killer. Just I think it's it's easier to get hype for a game that has a really striking art style because like, you just see screenshots and you're like, "Oh wow!" Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Umorangi, I think, is a lot in a lot in the execution. You don't see individual screenshots of umarangi and are necessarily blown away. Um,
2: yeah, it, it's something that has to more or less sell itself on its premise, which is admittedly an incredibly good premise. Uh, it's basically, hey, what if you took something like Jet Set Radio, except it was about taking photos in a near-future situation that is crummy as hell. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And it finds finds a way to make that very lively and exciting through, like, the people that are getting through this world day by day, just injecting all sorts of personality within them.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want to cut Paradise Killer because of expectation?
1: Um definitely should probably talk about paradise killer
0: i mean paradise killer is going to it is on other parts of these awards yeah
2: it, it's <laughs> definitely going to get some it's it's definitely going to get some discussion for me in later categories so i guess it's fine to cut it here just because it's it is something that people were more aware of and like at release i think they had some reviews lined up from pc gamer and the like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Paradise Killer does seem like a cool game though
2: yeah
0: yeah oh yeah Uh, yeah again other parts of this these awards it will get it will get its propers Um, there was a point I mean this has changed but there was a point where it was the only game on our game of the year list when Jen first (laughs) got to this document
2: (laughs) yeah because I was the only one well at the time I was the only one that felt strongly enough about any particular game to put it there (laughs)
0: It's possible that hasn't changed, and I just want to have conversations. We'll see.
1: <laughs> um, so we have Umurangi Generation, Banner of the Maid, and If Found.
0: I feel like, as far as just like unexpected, it's hard to beat Banner of the Maid on that front.
1: Yeah, you have a point there. <laughs> like, yeah, in terms of a discovery, like. I think word got spread around for Umorangi generation like after it came out, like I, and uh, people were pretty hyped for that DLC, um, which is pretty great. And If Found had a pedigree, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but Banner of the Maid is, from what it sounds like, should not you know, is definitely should people should be on people's radars, because, it. Like, it came from an unexpected place. Like you said, like, mobile developers.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, I... I don't know. Maybe I should put this on other parts of these awards. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll... Listen. She'll 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 get her propers in, in Best New Character. Best New Character is going to be more of a fight than perhaps you think. Uh so i guess our winner is banner of the maid with runners up umurangi generation and if found honestly there's no one like those are the runners up but even looking at our nominees um this is a feel-good category (laughs) yeah these are these are great it's a honor
1: to be nominated (laughs)
2: Yeah, when you sit back, when you sit down and talk about it, there were some pretty damn good games that came out in 2020. Many of them by surprise.
0: Yeah, I think I think you know the way I end up feeling many years, and this year is no exception, is that there are a lot of really cool games, but it's like there's a sort of like in my mind there's like a line that you have to break through to get to, to sort of goatee territory, um, and a lot of games don't get there. But like just below that line is fucking packed. So
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, that's. I mean, listen. If if I thought it was viable, I would put Shenmue Two on our Game on the Year list. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's fair. Um. So one last time, our game, our best discovery is Banner of the Maid. With runners up, Umorangi Generation, and if found, thank you so much for joining us for this award. We will have more for you unless this is posted last. Um <laughs> in which case we won't. Uh I again, I'm pretty sure Godie'll go up last. That just seems like a logical thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh but uh until our next awards, folks. Peace out.
1: See you later.